In other news, oh. there's a John Cena uh, emoji on Twitter now. So anytime you do hashtag John Cena, a little John Cena face comes up. So I think I'm just about to start this podcast with a at sexy Chucky T. Uh, at sexy Chucky T. You see, John Boy got his own emoji. Hashtag John Cena, tiny John Cena face. Um, when are you getting yours? This. No, this deserves Where's... a RT and follow. Also, congrats on the whole ROH debut thing. <laughs> odd, where's odd, um, thing, odd thing about that is I where's watched our... the uh, like they put like Seki Shaggy retweeted a, a section like from the the six man they have with him and Rapongi Vice versus like the Bullet Club. And the Bucks, yeah. like, copied, like, a good section of that match into their match from Sunday from New Japan against Rapungi Vice. Oh, wow. There were a couple of sequences where, like, uh, oh, I just saw that, like, yesterday whenever I watched that. God, I, re- I, I lessened this match for myself by going on and checking Sexy Chucky T's Twitter. It's a really good match. I watched it earlier today, and it's fantastic. See, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I believe the the overarching storyline in the, for for that is that uh is that Trent is just getting sick of Rocky Romero shit, and he's gonna kick him out of the team, and the best friends are gonna start touring Japan. Well, basically, that's kind of what it is because Ooh. like Rocky grabbed the microphone and was just like, "Why did you tell people we have a new partner?" I was not consulted on this, at which point Trent is like, I'm sorry, but I must bring out my true tag team partner, uh, my best friend, at which point the crowd goes fucking nuts, and then Chuck comes out and they play the whole Rocky being an outsider thing up like I would to also a million like to, I would also like to point match. out that ROH and their infinite, like, uh, we don't want to be sued thing, just call him Chucky e. T instead of Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Who would sue him? Chuck, Chuck Taylor? Yeah. Chuck Taylor's. <laughs> Oh the Converse. shit! Converse would suit. That's how. You, in case you're ever, the in Converse. case you're curious about how successful Chuck Taylor is in my mind, I forgot that Converse were called Chuck Taylor. See, I didn't because whenever I have to try to Google Chuck Taylor to like, fo- like follow it, like look at his Twitter, it automatically is like, "Did you mean the shoes?" No, I didn't. I meant the wrestler. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled. For one fall, making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the Beats. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Terror. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys. Alright, welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. The weekly show where we talk about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, Scotty Moore. Joined this week, so I don't have to do a fucking one-man episode again, by Dylan. How'd that go, buddy? How'd that go? Oh, I mean, uh, it wasn't bad. It was decent. How, how was talking to yourself? <laughs> I just had a nice long conversation. Yeah, was laughing at yourself uh, nice too? Was that a nice feeling? I was just like, hey, hey, hey good joke, Scotty. <laughs> and then I kind of just went on. That was my exact life. 
<laughs> yeah, and then it turned into sobbing. Um, the sobs, yeah. Yeah, and like not much has happened in the world of wrestling this week, so we don't have much. Yeah, you're good. right. I mean, we got. I mean, Dave Dave Meltzer only handed out six and a quarter stars to to, to Kenny Omega and and Kazuchi Okada. That's... Oh no, I meant real. I went. I meant real people wrestling, Dylan. Oh. <laughs> real people wrestling. Well, well, uh, <laughs> well, fuck okay. you. Okay. Okay. You go. How was how was two hundred five live this week, Scotty? So that's irrelevant as ever. Well, no that's one... what I thought. <laughs> Noam Dar a... and Rich Swan did some flips and shit. That was um, my full review. I feel like, I feel like you could say that on any week, and it would technically be accurate. Yeah, no, no, that, that's I. I did not watch it. I've not read anything about it, but that nope. was my guess. All I saw was that um, when Alicia Fox calls Noam Dar, it just comes up on his phone as Alicia Fox. <laughs> He's Alicia living Fox. the gimmick. Living it. You live in the gimmick. Mm-hmm. I do like, apparently Sunny has gone even more batshit, because she posted a picture on her, I don't know if it was her Twitter or her Facebook or what, but she, were te- she was telling people that good old Dolph Ziggler and her had a roll in the hay, and people were like, no, no, Dolph would never do that, you're a nasty old woman, at which point she posted a picture of Dolph Ziggler asleep in her bed with his fucking poofy ass haircut. Was this, was this so? Was this a recent picture? Uh, no, 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 no. This recent. was. This is. Like, this had to have been like prime. Was it before the noodle hair? Even when it was just fluffy. Yeah. This would have had to be it's like on... two thousand and. This would have to be right after he was. Uh, he was near, uh, from the Spirit Squad. No, this was two thousand and ten. So yeah, it was a ways ago, but. Mm-hmm. I think he was Ziggler at that point. I think he was. It was ECW. Also, I like that the only way she had the picture was she sent it in an email to someone else because she was just like, "Yo, I fucked Dolph Ziggler. I'm gonna send you this email." And if you're curious, Tammy Lynn Sitch's uh, email is sitchsunnywwf at aol dot com. I was. There's not a more '90s sounding email address. <laughs> Okay, so I'm reading, like, some um, post-Raw stuff and just where things have been broken down. And um, apparently Rhino and Heath Slater fought the Miz and the Bear? Miz Bear, yes. It was some random Yeah, the dude. Miz Bear. You, yeah. Do you not know about the Miz Bear? Yeah, he the Miz Bear. Way to, way to show how much we're actually he, paying attention to wrestling in America. <laughs> he fought with a bear. Fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a dancing bear hired okay. for a celebration last week, and uh, they had that great like. Can't believe you hired the bear. I didn't hire the bear. You hired the bear, and he thought it was Dean Ambrose, so he hit it with a skull crushing finale. It was such just some random jobber, so he threw that kid out of the ring. Then he showed up again this week, and then that jobber got just laid out by Heath Slater, I think. And then yeah. Dean Ambrose inevitably showed up. So that he could dirty deeds uh, the Miz, and then have him the Miz get covered by Heath Slater, because there's nothing more embarrassing than losing to Heath Slater. After a bear attacks you. 
Man in a well, you know there is that story of, uh, oh. of Dean Ambrose in his in his indie days where he fucked a chick while wearing a bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'd love if that's why they did it. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just gonna close out this this post Ross thing. Now let's go see what happened at SmackDown. Oh no. Oh jeez. Bunny rabbit. She was a bunny rabbit. <laughs> No, I'm just in the world of Dolph Ziggler fucking people now. Amy Schumer, <laughs> Sonny, yep. and apparently some random chick on YouTube who he stood up. Uh, her name is Trisha Paytas. P a y t a s. Paytas. Um, she posted like an 11 minute video all dissing Dolph Ziggler for standing her up. Uh, calling him a fuck boy who should be a man. Uh, fuck boy? Yeah, it went back and forth. She called it called him her best one night stand ever. Then also said it was she never remembered it. She uh, when I say it was the best sex ever, I was fucking high and on drugs. So was it really even? If I can't remember it, then it wasn't the best sex ever. I'm starting to understand uh, so why he stood I, her up. It gets better. I'm starting to understand why I don't believe a word that she says. No, it gets better. It gets better. Uh, she told Ziggler not to flake because she was canceling a date for him. So she was already going on another date, canceled it to be with Dolph. Told her Dolph said that he couldn't put out tonight, uh, which is, seems a very <laughs> Dolph thing to say. She said it was fine, <laughs> noting that while she loves sex, she doesn't have much of it because she's very picky. At which point she explains, I just had my vagina clean this week, so I'm very cool. picky on what goes inside of it. What? I just ran it through the wash. I, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would kindly like you to just stop saying anything, Scotty. Dylan's going to be like trying to close that tab out and just move on with our lives. That'd be fantastic. No, Dylan's going to be Can we come up to with a sleep cup? last night and all, like tonight and all he hears is I just had my vagina clean this week coming out of my mouth. Yeah. It's like, "Oh no." Going so at so which okay. point, had to go down listen, to that. Listen, it's okay. Cool things happen this week. Samoa Joe is fighting Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That was oh, did you see the video of those two? It was amazing. That's yeah, nice. cuz a lot of people like that video. Because well, the, the rumor is that this is like, I don't want to say make or break for, for Samoa Joe, but this is basically where they're like, all right, if he gets a reaction, then we'll continue this. If not, then this is kind of like, you know, Samoa Joe's big run and like the Fed, and then we're going to like, you know, ship him out. But yeah. like, people mm -hmm. people reacted so hard. Like, he's had a lukewarm reaction because he hasn't had shit to do because Rollins hurt himself a second time before Mania. Oh, yeah. So, like, is that nothing yeah. to do? But, like, people are just like, oh, he's actually, like, like we're actually getting an actual feud that, like, we actually wanted, actually. We don't have... And hell yes. Please. Like, yeah. he took his ass down. Like... Yeah. Samoa Look. Joe... You could argue that what Goldberg did to Brock did the most, like, legitimate... Delegitimizing what Brock was in the company, but Samoa Joe's the first person to actually take that delegitimization and be like, "Now I'ma fuck him up. I'ma show you guys what's going down." And while ain't going while, while, they, while we know that they're not going to give Joe the belt because they see the money as being Brock versus Braun. Uh, yeah, this could like or this is one of those things Brock where you know Roman. Like, he, Shut up. Where when he like you know fights, this could like make. Joe for like the next couple of months 
or something. Like, oh, be like that, no that guy stood toe to toe with fucking Brock Lesnar. Like he earned Brock and Paul Heyman's respect. That is a very short list. Like he is a main yeah. man in this company. Mm-hmm. All, all I want to say is if you want to put Brock up against a Samoan badass, and please, I'll, I'll, please, just do. There's Samoa such Joe. a better Samoan badass though. A Samoan badass who has basically been real fucking... He's been a rude boy on Twitter this week. He's been very rude. Yeah, uh, someone just like... It's clearly somebody who Roman shouldn't have to bother with. Uh, His name is at Heel Degenerate because he really liked Dolph Ziggler in 2011 and also (laughs) uh, really into DX. Uh, His... Twitter profile picture just says support independent wrestling, which I'm fine with. Uh, He says, Okay, sweetie, here's a tip. Some of us don't like WWE or the BS politics. We're happier where we're at. At which point... Did it! Did it! Did it! Did it! Out came Roman. Let me give you a tip, amateur. WWE's the top of the mountain in pro wrestling. A view you'll never deserve or get to enjoy. What? (laughs) Then someone else, whose profile picture is literally Roman derping, says your sorry ass was positioned at the top thanks to family. You were handed your position. You never earned it. Which point he said, bleed it. And then he says, yeah, I guess working my butt off, my butt off, not my ass off, five days a week while being away from my wife and kids for the last seven years of being handed it. Hashtag dumbass mark. I do, I do want to... He said working off, working my ass off five days a week. I know he says what that, you're trying he says to that, say, like, Roman. Other wrestlers on the indies aren't also working, like, every... Yeah, because... Well, most of wait, them are. are you I mean, at all people technically, Scorpion most people with a full-time job are working Twitter five because... days a week, so I don't, I don't understand what Roman thinks is so special Be- about that. Like at, at FX7, Scorpion also said... How about the other kids that work their butt off and get away from their wife and kids for years, too, and they're still jobbing? Oh, yeah. Forgot they're jobbing for free. Ha- clueless. Hashtag dumbass mark. By the way, all our schedules and responsibilities aren't the same. For instance, The Miz works all the fucking time. Meanwhile, Roman Reigns mm-hmm. has a five-day work week. <laughs> and guess, okay, does Dean still have the top number of matches worked? Oh, fuck Because yeah. I'm it's, pretty it's sure not, he's still got the most matches worked. Legitimately not even close. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Dean goes fucking everywhere and does everything. Mm-hmm. And he's still basically the third banana to the shield. The thirdest banana. The thirdest he's, banana. No, he no, the, he he's the banana, banana with the least because... amount. Because Seth is falling within the company because, like, they never gave him a personality other than, ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, so, real hard to develop any Not kind the, of con- uh. crowd connection. He also has that weak-ass finisher. I don't know, finisher, I think he's got a cool looks... kind of, like, yeah, he has a cool look. the finisher needs He has a play. shitty finisher, made even shittier by the, yeah. the Okada Mega match, in which Kenny Omega looked like he actually killed Okada seven times. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just... Also, apparently, Bray Wyatt is also oh, yeah. joining Bray the Wyatt's Dolph Bray Wyatt's been fucking JoJo on the DL for a while. Yeah. That mm-hmm, makes me feel mm-hmm. bad. 
See, on the I, one I hand, on that. the one hand, shame on Bray Wyatt for like cheating on his wife. You should never do that. And if you're having issues, you should always talk it out with your significant other. However, I can understand how if you are working five days a week, as Roman Reigns says, working your ass off and you're on the road away mm -hmm. from your wife and kids, and JoJo's there, and there's an opportunity, like, men have done worse Ooh, for less. Boy. I gotta be honest. Wait, wait, guys, hold on, hold on. We're getting, I'm getting special word from, uh, from Bray Wyatt. He's, he's just made a statement regarding, um, his wife's, uh, statement that it was JoJo that he was having relations with. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. They've been lying to you, man. <laughs> I was, oh, you stole it. I was gonna do it if you didn't. She been lying to you, man. She don't know. She making don't know. it up. It's Listen the, here, Miss Wifey Lady. Who, who is the, who is the dude from WCW who had, like, the devil's advocate gimmick? He got stuck with, like, Piper. Oh, and shit, I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah. That just reminded me of his promo mm. where he's like, sometimes you should cheat on him. It'll make your relationship stronger. And in this case, false. <laughs> false uh, false reporting. Did not in I fact think the do worst that thing for to Bray come, Wyatt. The worst <laughs> thing to come out of this is the mental image of JoJo and Bray Wyatt getting it on. I don't like any of that. Uh. Dreads flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just all the dreads. There's so much oh. hair at that point, they look like a giant puffball. That's all they're gonna be. <laughs> I imagine that since it's with a coworker too, Bray like couldn't break kayfabe. <laughs> so all of their interactions, he's doing it in character. Oh, I thought you meant even in sex, he had to be in character. Oh my boy, of course I meant even in sex. <laughs> oh, you take it, you precious little lamb. You precious lamb. <laughs> oh, Alright, I'm no. Scotty, you're not allowed to talk the rest of the podcast. Blake <laughs> and I'll get back to you when it's time for the for the uh, for the it, wrestling just like... uh, for the wrestling federation. Till then you just sit down there with a nice cup of shut up. <laughs> you're gonna need to sit there, boy, just like JoJo was sitting there last week. <laughs> Hey, oh, Ziggler, yeah, right she there. just had her vagina cleaned last week. <laughs> oh, God. She's like, whoa, no, what? All right, that's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that comment, though. <laughs> <laughs> I had my vagina cleaned last week, okay? I'm not going to let former world heavyweight champion Dolph Ziggler in there, okay? Like, listen, it's just the fact that when you refer to it as getting it cleaned, that just means that somebody else did it for you. <laughs> and that means if someone did it for you, you paid them to do it. <laughs> that means, yeah, that what? means there's a business. There is a vagina wash out there. There's a vagina wash. B -b going to the vag wash. Ooh. Going to the vag wash. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Can I get like? Meanwhile, you know, dick washes are just like those. Uh, what is what's that thing on a golf course where you put it in to polish your ball? <laughs> yeah, a ball polisher. It's one of those. Yeah, just a ball polisher. I mean, you can do it for your balls too, but. So, anyways, we... on on to other news. Um, <laughs> I, I'm happy we're finally getting to record this because I was telling Blake about this earlier. 
It was like this weird thing that I saw. Um, like I, I was walking by in the mirror, had a new shirt on, and I don't know if it was like my glasses or what, but one of my eyes like looked a lot larger than the other. It was really weird looking. And, like it was very concerning. Eye, yeah, one eye was just a lot larger, and I know, I, I know, Dylan. I just couldn't wait to talk to you about the big guy I have. Talking about the big guy. We're talking about the big guy. Du, 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 du. Welcome to Talking Back, the only conversation with the big guy. I, 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 show I, I legitimately can't tell if Blake is laughing or crying right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the latter. But that he's trying to like not make you feel bad, Scotty. So he's trying to make it sound like laughter. Oh, we were recording stuff earlier, and he lost his shit when I first told that joke. Oh, good, um, you're recycling it. Fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, apparently Ryback it's... doesn't like how Shinsuke Nakamura has been handled on SmackDown Live. Keep in mind, he's talking about the man who is probably the most over man on that roster, and is also where, like, the show, the go-home show for Money in the Bank Ended with him holding the money in the bank briefcase, but yeah, they've kind of been mishandling him. I'd like to say. No, it's because he only said like one, like three words, you know, last week. He hasn't really gotten a chance to talk, even though, you know, that's part of wait, wait, part of his go, whole can gimmick. Can we go back and like have a statistician go through and and tell us how many words the Undertaker said during his like first 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 Dead Man run? Here we go. And then he's mad at his music. The Shinsuke Nakamura thing. I don't mind it at all. It's fitting for him. But they played it so fucking much. They tried too hard on all the hype videos. They played the song ten fucking times on his show. It made me hate it now. I feel bad for him. Like, just let him go, go out there and get over. Don't force him down people's throats. It's so stupid. I Did mean, you go back probably okay. about a month to when Shinsuke was not on SmackDown at all? Yeah, Rai Rai? Um, I've actually. You no, know, I respect your decisions I actually, and your is, choices. This is, but... this, is, this is real awkward. I actually like. Uh, I slightly agree with the with the big guy. This is this is depressing. Well, then he Might goes have to on go to kill mention myself. Actually, he goes on to mention Chris Benoit, so we're fine. <laughs> Cri- <laughs> Fuck. I was. Oh, boy. I, meant, I meant the fact that like they haven't let him do anything to get over. They were just like, oh, let's type this match that ends up being really lackluster against Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Chris... you remember towards the end of his run in NXT where, like, nobody was excited to see him wrestle anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, they managed to kill that somehow. Like, it's because they just don't let... They've, ne- they've never let him do anything, and they've taken so much of the strong style out of his repertoire because yeah. they're like, oh, we're working 200 days, you can't do that, even though, like, he know Like, uh, it's it's so... So so dumb, because, like, here, you guys don't believe this is wrestling, but I'll, I'll tell you what they do somewhere else, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. So in Japan, that place you say doesn't exist for wrestling. Where? Yes. What? I know. Where? Exactly. Uh, they will have, like, their big pay-per-view matches, and then they'll have, like, a few shows leading up to it, but a majority of their matches will be, like, you know, tag matches just to, like, you know, preserve everybody or whatever, and those will all be done pretty lightly. And done like you know, and like you know, matter where everybody protects each other, but it still looks good. You know, everybody gets in their five moves of doom and all that shit. Uh, and then 
they can go onto a pay-per-view and beat the fuck out of each other because, like, they haven't been doing it for forever. WWE does the opposite. House shows are reported to be, like, the best time whenever the, the, everybody's allowed to shine and, like, you know, look their greatest. And then on TV, everybody looks like dog shit because they're tired from having done, like, 500 house shows in a year. And then when it comes to the TV matches, nobody wants to go the extra mile because they all know they'll have to still be at, like, Raw or SmackDown the next night. And what the yeah. fuck is the point? So, like, you know. Well, you know, it's funny... It's funny that you brought that up because, um, oh man, I was just listening to, um, Jericho interviewing Big Show, um, on an episode of Talk is Jericho, and he was talking about, you know, how house shows were the most fun because you could always get to go out there and just do what you want for the crowd, and, um, then he said he hated, uh, Raw, going to Raw because it was just like, because you're always gonna get forced into some dumb idea that, uh, that, uh, this is gonna suck. Yeah. Well, I, I, it is a thing of just, like, they're forcing him to do all this very quickly, and that's, I do agree, house shows are probably the best thing, because they all get to go out and kind of get their shit in. But at the same time, it's also because it's so lax on them, because they're just like, hey, no one's gonna see this, do whatever you want. It's almost like, uh, I watched a documentary on DX forming, and they were like, DX got so successful and got so over... Because they were not paying attention to us. They were putting us on parts of the show where, like, ah, no one's going to watch this. It's fine. We'll just do whatever the fuck you want. And so that's kind of, they kind of need to loosen up the reins on people. I think that's kind of how you got, like, the poli- the uh, fashion police shit. Like, because they're like, oh, it's those two. They'll No one will ever care about what they do or what they do. And they're like, all right, just give us a random thing. And then it gets over because... Mm-hmm. You're letting them get over instead of having to control how they get over. Correct. It's it's like the New Day versus Roman Reigns. Like, it's people <laughs> who got over because they had their own ideas versus somebody who was like, here, do these things and we'll make you famous. Yeah. That's why, well, that's why, um, that's why I was pissed at Roman Reigns' Twitter. He's like, I work for all of us. Like, no one's not saying you didn't work for it. However we like do some metrics and look at some statistics it would appear that at certain key points you have been what's the word of force the fuck down everyone's throat noted by the fact that you have headlined the last two wrestlemanias three uh, what was it three Three. oh you're right and about to be the fourth wrestlemania something that we didn't even make cena do uh oh yeah you retired the undertaker Let's see here. Uh, what else did you do? You won the worst Royal Rumble ever. Uh, you managed to... I was in attendance for that. I got to oh, be part I remember. of that crowd. I remember. Um, oh. But you know wait, what? The one, you wait, know the what? one in Orlando or the one in Philly? I was sort of the one in the... Philly. Wait. Philly. Yeah, I went to the one in Philly. Oh, God. It was horrid. Uh, the, the, thing, the one where he got the rock booed. You know, that chestnut. Yeah, no mm-hmm. big deal. No big deal. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's list any other. What are any other major achievements he's he's managed to do? Um, Welcome to Dylan. Really hates Roman Reigns. The podcast. I do. And if you would like to buy a shirt for Dylan hates Roman Reigns, go to merch.alorescurebs.com. <laughs> click on the Fight Boys section and just find you a shirt, like the Dylan hates Roman shirt. 
the go fuck yourself Roman Reigns says the Dylan shirt. I mean, the, I don't, the I don't, Dylan I don't want him to go then a greater than sign and then Roman shirt. I just want him to have John Cena <laughs> levels of like you know self self uh, self awareness. Oh yeah, yeah. John yeah. Cena, because John Cena was never like, like, why do you guys hate me? You should all shut the fuck up. John <laughs> Cena was like, I can see why you hate me, but like, I'm helping children, so like, can you just not be dicks? <laughs> can you not be a dick to me right now, please? Children? Yeah, just not right now. Yeah. Like in the ring, it's fine. So uh, I figured, I figured since Dylan has this adamant hatred of this one wrestler, we need to make some new ones. And this is a segment we've done on uh, me and Blake's other show, a load of BS before, but we've never oh, brought boy. it. We've never brought it to Fight Boys, and it's very accurate. Now, of course, uh, last last Saturday we had the Cash in the Bag pay per view. Had a lot of exciting oh, things happen, exciting title matches happen. Uh, but now we need some fresh blood in there. We need some fresh characters, some new exciting stuff, which is why it's time for my favorite part of the show: create a wrestler. <laughs> A segment which has brought forth Momoa Curry was birthed out of Create a Wrestler, wasn't he? Momoa Curry was the first. Momoa Curry was the first Create a Wrestler we've ever done. So now yeah. we can bring Dylan into it. So basically what it is is I have a game, and the game is called Super Fight. And it basically has a bunch of attributes, and it has a bunch of different character qualities. So what we do, you get an opportunity to swap one. But we're each going to take a random character, that's going to be your gimmick, and then you have to get three attributes for them, and you have to make your character the best wrestler of all time. We will have, like, a five-minute timer for us to figure things out, and then afterwards we pitch them, and whoever is literally the greatest one is going to debut in JWF sometime soon. Uh, <laughs> Blake, would you like to start? Alright, give me some words. Alright. Your wrestler. Nope. <laughs> the card just said a hippo. Um, <laughs> there we go. Your character, um, it just says mummy. So take that what you want. The if Yeti! You want to make... <laughs> the Yeti! Um, Yeti! You, Son of the Yeti! Man, no, no, I'll swap you for that. I can make a terrible wrestler out of the fucking... The mummy! <laughs> Alright, no, I'll give Blake has the mummy. Uh, he can walk through solid objects. That's one of his gimmicks. Uh, you know, that hot okay. gimmick. Has a magical unicorn horn. So it's now the New Day Yete. And he can only move by backflipping. So he's gonna be on 205 Live. <laughs> okay, just read all of those out again to me really quick so I can have them down. He is a mummy who can walk through solid objects. Has a mad... Has a... F fuck. Yes. He has a magical unicorn horn. <laughs> and that third thing I said. Oh, he can only move by backflipping. <laughs> so... Now, keep in mind, these are just kind of, like, suggest... You don't have to literally make them move through walls, but, you know, it's whatever. Now, Dylan, yours... Nope. That one said my boss, but you don't know who that is. Okay, yours is a K-pop star. So it sings Korean pop. 
He's driving the Pope Mobile, so I guess that's how he gets to the ring is in the Pope Mobile. <laughs> he is narcoleptic. <clears throat> and he relies on heat vision to see. You know, it wasn't actually that bad until you got to the end. You're like, this could be a good gimmick. Well, you can swap. You can as well, Blake, if you want. Can I... You can either swap your gimmick or one of your character traits. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll... I guess... Uh, you first. Hmm. Um, okay. Swap me out the unicorn horn. Well, then I he can't... I love the idea. He can't stop sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> and I... <laughs> And I assume, <laughs> I assume, Dylan, you're going to replace Heat Vision. Yep. Then his entire body is very sticky. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I can I can start pitching this right now if you're ready. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, hold on. I gotta get mine. Oh, that's a mummy again. How did I pull a mummy a second time? Who knows? Who knows? And uh, damn it, I keep pulling the same cards. No, fuck! It's not gonna be a giant squid! Okay, there we go. Now, mine... is a hipster. Oh, fuck yes. He's a hipster who can turn invisible while singing show tunes. Who... is armed with a chainsaw, so he's got that Finn Balor in... in London entrance. And he can run 200 miles per hour, but only in a straight line. <laughs> he's gonna have the he's gonna have the young boy entrance, <clears throat> <laughs> just dead sprint to the ring <laughs> as fast as he can go. To be fair, there is oh. already an indie gimmick uh, with a guy who calls himself the hipster heartthrob. So, and I don't think you can oh. beat, and I don't think your finisher can beat the name for his finisher, which is gentrification. Oh my god, I love it! Holy shit. Uh, some of, his, right, other, some so... of his other signatures in include Stage 5 Clinger and the Long Distance Breakup. Oh no, and Breakup by Text. Those are also some of his moves. Jesus. I, I know, him. right? Too good. Alright, uh, Dylan, you already said you have a you already have your character? Uh, yeah, if I, if I have this, if I, if I have this correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, go on, go on. Alright, so, uh, so, uh, Juwon Kang... Uh, Korean K-pop singer. Uh, the uh, the the mobile obviously is just because of his high-minded, uh, you know, artistic expression. Uh, it's it's not actually well. It is the mobile. He he bought it from the Vatican. He has vast amounts of money. He's a he's a K-pop singer. That's where the money is. Uh, you know, he he came here after the death of his other uh, other band members. Decided that you know, <clears throat> since since he doesn't want to be in another band, he's he's decided to wrestle to get out his aggressions. But you know, still artistic, comes out in a you know just wildly decorated mobile every week. It's like Alberto Del Rio's cars, but just just more and more flamboyant mobile. Just the mobile. <laughs> no no no, there's more than one. Don't lie to me. <laughs> um, so you know, or it is the same one, but he just has them repainted. Who gives a shit? Vince has that kind of money. All right. So uh, let's see here. What, what is it? He's always sticky. Obviously, tons of uh, you know, tons of uh, of baby lotion on him. But he, he mixes in a little bit of honey as well. It's good for the skin. 
you know, K-pop singers would know yeah. that. You would know that too if you were uh, if you were you know more uh, more high class, like uh, like if you Jewel were and sticky. And uh, the narcolepsy actually comes in use during his matches. A number of his matches are won because he uh, momentarily falls asleep. The finisher whiffs, and then he kind of like comes to you know and, and knocks <laughs> him out. Oh wow! So wait, like say he's <laughs> fighting John Cena. And John yeah, is... so, like, John Cena picks him up, he, like, narcolepsies out of it, and then, like, goes so limp <laughs> that the finisher doesn't, he narcolepsies doesn't actually out do anything. A move, so he that only... <laughs> a move that only requires you to lay limp on his shoulders. Somehow he narcolepses his way out of that. Because John Cena's like, oh, shit, did I kill this guy? And then, bam, you know, knee to the head. Oh, is his finisher also oh. the Seth Rollins shitty knee to the face thing? Uh no no that'd be that that that's too stupid it's he's he's Asian it's obviously a roundhouse kick oh okay <laughs> jeez Jesus. damn that's oh man this is actually the original gimmick pl- they planned for Shinsuke Nakamura before <laughs> they were like we probably shouldn't do this for multiple yeah, the, reasons yeah once you started doing it I was like oh cool so basically I can just make make uh, Vince's idea of what Shinsuke Nakamura should have been thrown in with a little uh, Milano Collective AT. Okay. Uh, Blake, do you have anything yet? Oh, my boy. Uh, Let me tell you first about the story of a famous archaeologist (laughs) called um, Rick McConnell. Rick (laughs) McConnell. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Uh, he was a he was a very famous archaeologist, and he specialized in Egypt, especially studying mummies. Wait, I do need um, I need on, I need to confirm something really quick. Please tell me Rick McConnell is basically whatever your wrestler is. It's his Paul Heyman is Rick McConnell. Oh, don't worry. We're, well, we're gonna get to it. we're gonna get to it. Um, so Rick. Uh, was very he's a very athletic man. Um, he did a lot of cool, uh, fun stunt shits to get into and out of sticky situations in Egyptian pyramids. Um, and one day he found the biggest, the best score of them all, uh, an intact mummy's tomb of an ancient king. And he took that tomb, basically, and took it back to New York okay. in the Museum of History. But one day, one day, at that museum, um, Rick was getting interviewed. <laughs> he was in an interview about, and they were talking about the mummy. Yeah. But Rick, Rick got very upset. You see, um, why was he so upset? Because, <laughs> because nobody brought him his cup of coffee. And so then, and so, um. It turns out that the mum that the mummy was alive and had cursed him and he gave him a cursed cup of coffee. Yeah. That turned Rick McConnell into a mummy. Oh my god. <laughs> He's not just the Paul Heyman, he is the Brock. He is the Brock. But see, he can actually um sometimes he changes forms. Between regular Rick McConnell and the mm-hmm. mummy. Oh, cool. So now he's also um, the Hulk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Um, any other, but see, any once other he is in his... Want to steal, he'll roll into this one, Blake. 
You know what? You shut the fuck up, Dylan. You want to get Moses in there, too? <laughs> I will. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Fucking snakes. Snakes. He can make snakes from his hands. Oh, uh, how do you like in that? In case you're curious how good my religious knowledge, like, is nowadays, I definitely was just like, snakes. Yeah, like, he brings two snakes, like, and then two goats. <laughs> oh, shit, that's not Moses. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, so, um, they're in his mummy form. He can, uh, he can kind of phase through solid objects, or he can basically do the teleport thing that Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker oh, yeah. do. Um, and his mummy form just can't stop lamenting about his lost cup of coffee. <laughs> his finisher. Oh, so his that's why he's, of course, he's crying all the time because of that. Yes, Exactly. And his finisher is um, the best Hurricane Rana that you've ever seen because he does like three backflips in one Hurricane Rana. Oh my Rana. god! <laughs> like do you- sometimes he backflips into a Hurricane Rana under <laughs> the dude. Like they're sitting stunned in the middle of the ring, and he just kind of like flip, flip, catches his legs on the dude's necks and just like slams him into the mat. Um, Jesus. I can't pick between both of yours because I know mine is probably going to be the worst. So, um, Ashley Edison, billed from uh, Starbucks City, the, the home of Starbucks, <laughs> hipster capital. There's, there's, there's already a couple flaws in this story, but go on. <laughs> Bill, You're only two sentences in. I'm sure it can get worse. <laughs> billed from Starbucks City, Ashley He's known as Ash, and his gimmick is that he was really into the Evil Dead movies. Because he saw them before anybody else. So he comes out dressed like Ash, and he has like a fake... He has a chainsaw, so... He's not just armed. Wait, is he he fucking like 40-something? Like the movies came out in the fucking 80s. It does not say how old this hipster has to be. In fact, that's the the gimmick! He is the first hipster. He was the first person. Oh my god, that's actually brilliant. He was the first yes. hipster. Old, old man hipster has come to the Fed. And, I mean, and of course he comes out to the ring as fast as you've ever seen. Like it looks like the Bray Wyatt teleport because you don't you see him at the top and then he just bolts two hundred meters. As fast as he can, jumps in the ring, mm-hmm. and then, of course, his finishing move is just a clothesline, but he goes back and forth between the ropes so fast that it just takes their head off every time. Literally, he has killed people. He has killed people in the ring, and then, of course, his biggest defensive move. Uh, they have him mic'd up during matches, which is a bit weird, but that's so people can really understand what happens <coughs> as, you know... Every 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 opponent will come back and eventually get some offense in on him. But his main form of defense is just to turn invisible, and the crowd can hear when he sings those beautiful show tunes from Evil Dead the musical. As uh, Ashley Edison just takes him out with his super amazing hipster clothesline, singing those show tunes, and then you know 
You know how, like, Randy Orton has the RKO, but, like, for the real serious issues, he punts them in the skull? That's kind of what the chainsaw's yeah. for. Like, say, like, oh, this is, like, a death feud, and then you just cut your head off with a chainsaw. Oh, wait! No! Oh. Fucking scrap everything! The chainsaw arm is the arm that he uses for the clothesline. So he's <laughs> running at you 200 miles per hour, an active chainsaw on his arm, and then takes his head off. <laughs> Jesus, I love him. I went from hating it to loving him by the end. And I feel bad, though, because I know he can never be in JWF because there's no way I can give a character in WWE 2K17 chainsaw arms. That's just too bad. It's, it's his curse. It's too bad. He just kind of lurks in the back Ooh. like the boogeyman. He's, um, he's one of the bookers. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's the Jimmy Jacobs of the booking committee. He's the one they like. He actually kind of knows what he's doing, and he's got the history. So, but every time he tries to write something down, he goes to write it with his chainsaw hand, and he just destroys all the scripts. No, Ashley, Ash, no. So okay, so we have Ashley Edison. We have. Shit, Rick, Rick McConnell from The Mummy. <laughs> and what was yours, no, he's Dylan? Not. Listen. Dylan, what, I was, gonna what let was Blake finish. Huh? Um, oh yeah. No, Rick McConnell is not from The Mummy. Um, you might be thinking of the character Rick Rick O'Connell. I'm sorry, but his name is Rick McConnell. Yes, his name is Rick McConnell. Uh-huh, and then we have... Uh, Juwan Kang. Juwan Kang! God, it's really hard to choose between them all. We've made some pretty damn good Wrestle Boys today. Um, yep. And hopefully, we'll see them soon on JWF on the Load of BS's YouTube channel. But before we talk about that, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to talk about Patreon.com slash Fight Boys, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com, the website where basically you can almost subscribe <laughs> to Fight Boys. You get to send us a little bit of money every single month, help this show keep going, because it does cost a little bit at the end of the day just to keep everything going, just to keep our merch stand up. And uh, if you do donate, if you do donate, you got a little, we got some perks over there. Donate a dollar or more a month, you will make your debut in JWF. You will be jobbed out instantly and tossed out of the ring straight like Canada Charlie, but you will be put on the show. You will be put on the show, we'll say your name, we'll make you a character, or if you have a character idea, just give it to us, and we'll put it on there. Donate $5 or more, and you'll be in a storyline, ladies and gentlemen. We'll put you in, you'll have your own storyline, it will get resolved at pay-per-views, like my dad, Mr. Cash in the Bag... Scott Moore. That's right, lady. A little spoiler for what happened on, la on last Saturday's episode of Cash in the Bag. Scott Moore is your Mr. Cash in the Bag, which means he may finally fulfill his dream of getting to come out and kick the Dylan's ass <laughs> and maybe win that championship from him. Who knows? And then donate $30 a month, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not going to officially call it a bribe. But it would be a bribe to become the next JWF World Heavyweight Champion. That's right. Who knows what could happen 
But to find out, you must donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Now, Cash in the Bag. Blake, you, you watched Cash in the Bag, right? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was honestly, I think we, uh, JWF topped. <laughs> you all right? Uh, are you just remembering all the great moments on it? I think JWF really. <laughs> remember t- Tim Curry's entrance. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. A darker side of Tim Curry came out during the pay per view we saw, but it almost seemed not to phase Guy Fieri, whose uh, savior of flavor was there, and those two kind of fought it out for a while. But Tim Curry did come out victorious. Oh, I'm just getting word, getting word from Captain Tibbs that yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. Our main event on JWF War will be a rematch. Tim Curry versus Guy Fieri. If Guy Fieri loses, he can never challenge for that title again. Of course, the Savior of Flavor will be there. Hopefully, Guy Fieri, hopefully Guy Fieri can get it. Because last night, last night he gave it his all. But Tim Curry, I think, this new vicious Tim Curry is going to take over. Uh, we also had the Cash in the Bag Championship match where uh, six men, six men battled it out. To become the cash in the bag owner, to become Mr. Cash in the bag, and in all honesty, shocking the world. Uh, I thought Scotty Moore was going to be a shoe in to win it. Let's be honest, Scotty Moore, uh, maybe even Justin Clouds of the JWF, but none of or the VWO, but none of us saw what what was coming when Scott Moore climbed that ladder. His son was even at the base of the ladder, looking up at him. And Scott Moore grabbed that briefcase, and he is now Mr. Cash in the bag and can cash on in on the Dylan whenever he wants to possibly become the next JWF champion. And I guess I did spoil something there because the Dylan did, in fact, retain over Momoa Curry and brunch boy Baron Corbin. <laughs> After Momoa Curry climbed to the top rope and began playing to the crowd, uh, Dylan, just from behind, just shot his fist right up into Brunch Boy's craw. The biggest upper dicker we've ever seen and pinned him. One, two, three. Momoa turned around, was stunned as the Dylan retained his JWF title. And in fact, the Dylan is in the ring right now. And he has some words about his match. He has some words about what he did last night and possibly his future in the JWF. Let's go. Starting out, I would like to... Uh talk to all of you about uh, something very near and dear to me. I would like to just uh, tell, tell each and every one of you, I fucking told you, punching people in the dick is the best offense, and if you think otherwise, look at this, I, I don't want to say nice, or like even, actually I'm just going to put this down, because it still kind of smells like Momoa Curry. Um... I won, basically, is what I'm trying to get out here. I won. I'm still the best. It doesn't matter who they send. It doesn't matter that the zero generation whatever is back there with a bag that probably has lice on it. Um, waiting to come on out here and kick my ass. Sure, sure. What the fat man and the dude in the sunbonnet said, and they're both, you know, icing their dicks in the back, so bring it on. In fact, I have a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, announcement for the JWF. Um, I won't say family, universe, there's only 20 of you here. Um, for those of you sad enough to be stuck in this building, 
I am taking on interns. So basically, if you would like to be a human meat shield for the JWF champion, uh, just come and, uh, and talk to me after the show, and if you look like you could take like more than one punch to the face, I might have a job for you. Oh, whoa, there's music. There's music interrupting. Familiar music. It's... it's... Oh my god. I didn't... Could this be one of the Dylan's interns, possibly? It's... It's him! After all the punishment he took last night, I didn't think he'd be here, but it's Canada Charlie, ladies and gentlemen! Oh, Canada! Well, you, you know something there, Mr. Dylan. I, I was hearing you, and I was hearing you, and you know what? I think I would be a perfect fit for uh, helping you and uh, being your intern there, you know? If you saw me at the Cash in the Bag pay-per-view, I just, I took a lot of guff, and I just kept getting back up, and you know what? My mustache looks just as good as ever. So, uh, you know, I'm just throwing my, uh, my hat in there, and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, I'd love to hear back from you. Oh, and the Dylan has dropped to his knees, and has immediately upper-dickered Canada Charlie. He's stay I'm, oh, I'm stand I'm both I'm both pleased and a little sad that you were able to guess I was about to do that. <laughs> oh my god. Dylan is standing alone. I I don't know what's happening, but Oh no! The VWO The VWO has stormed the ring. All three of them. All three of them have gone in on Dylan. They're attacking him like a pack of wild dogs. Canada Charlie's trying to fight past them. Canada Charlie's trying to take as many of their attacks as he can as Dylan's official <laughs> heat shield now. But no, it's not enough. They've tossed Canada Charlie out of the ring, and they've picked up the Dylan. Oh no, they're giving... It's the under vapor! They've hit it on the Dylan and cracked his head against the side of the rim. Oh no. The, the side of the rim? Yes, the side of the rim. <laughs> so the, oh, so we boy. really are fighting in a toilet bowl. Yeah. I knew it the whole time. And the Dylan That's is... what the ring is. The Din Dylan is left bloodied, beaten. But the VWO have made their, made their pick. It almost seems like after going after the BS for so long, they're now going after the JWF champion. What are you thinking, Blake? Uh, I think it's uh, definitely very interesting times that we live in. But, you know... Um, the, uh, the VWO, they've always, they've always had their sights set on getting the gold, and it didn't really work out with them going for tag team gold, so I guess they're, they've all decided that they're all three gonna gang up on the world heavyweight mm -hmm. champion. Unfortunately so. We'll see how it works out for them. But of course, uh, the Dylan wasn't the only man, man in that match last night. He also had Momoa Curry, the former champion, and... A man who we honestly think kind of came into his own last night. Uh, a man who went from being a brunch boy to being a brunch man, in my opinion. That's right, brunch boy Baron Corbin last night went through hell. Wait, 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 you just said he became brunch man. You can't just then refer to him as brunch boy again. Come on, continuity, Scotty. Brunch his name is brunch man, Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't say that with a straight face. Brunch Sorry. man. So brunch dude Bernie Sanders uh, had an amazing <laughs> match last night, <laughs> and it all—he really came into his own. He's really impressive. How much? How much Baron did? Uh, and he's actually backstage right now with one of our interviewers to talk about that match. Let's go. Uh, hello, Honeybox McGigglepie here with the brunch man Baron Corbin. 
Uh, Baron, tell me, even though you did not come out victorious last night, a lot of people really respect what you did. Uh, how are you feeling? Well, you how know, are you feeling right that's now? The, that's the thing about last night. I, I lost. I've got to admit it. I've got to say it to everyone out there. But isn't it interesting? My whole, my whole career in the JWF, I have always been coming up a little bit short. You know, it's always one thing stopping me, one thing getting in my way, and and I'll tell you what that thing was. The thing's Momoa Curry. Because Momoa, Momoa Curry, when I came into this business, he looked at me. And I saw him as a champion, as a, as a god. That's what he calls himself, right? God of law, god of whatever. But in all honesty, last night, being in the ring across from him, I realized something. Momoa Curry is no god. Momoa Curry isn't a beast. Momoa Curry isn't a monster. Momoa Curry is a man. <laughs> and... Now that I know this, I know that I can destroy him. So the next time Momoa Curry sees me, he's going to be looking up at me from at the bottom of the ring after I pinned them for a count of three after a Mimosan spike. The next time Momoa Cur Curry sees me, he's going to see me as... Oh! Oh my god! Momoa Curry has run out and has struck Baron Corbin with the brunch bat. He's taking it to Momoa Curry, just destroying him, laying him out. <clears throat> Baron Corbin is sitting down. Oh my god. And Momoa is just spearing him, spearing him through everything possible. He's put him in front of a deer. He's speared him through a door. He's speared him through a table. He's spearing him through everything. Momoa has just gone spear crazy. It's so amazing that all of these things were set up just so perfectly. So spear perfectly. And now he's walked back over to the inner. I would, I, 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 would, I would like to point out that perhaps Momoa Curry isn't what's holding uh, Brunch Man back, but rather his inability to take a punch to the, the next time he sees me. Oh, but wait, Momoa. <laughs> Momoa's walked over to the interviewer. Wait, you heard it here, folks. It's gonna be worse. And, of course, um. ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our main event of the evening. It's a cash in the bag rematch as Guy Fieri takes on Tim Curry one more time. Now, here's hoping that it's Tim Curry possibly after, after last night. Tim Curry's gonna go back to his normal form. Because I can, I don't think, I don't think JWF audiences are ready to have that type of Tim Curry experience every night. But the match, ladies and gentlemen, the match has been going fine. Tim Curry, it almost seemed like a repeat of the previous night. Guy Fieri kind of using his weight to push Tim Curry around, but Tim Curry still wasn't having it. Tim Curry's speed wasn't enough, was, was enough to take down Guy Fieri. After a while, it almost seemed sad. The savior of flavor even wasn't, wasn't even looking at the match. The savior of flavor was ignoring it, ignoring Guy Fieri's pleas for help. Uh, what did what did what did this seem like to you, Blake? What? Oh, it seemed like I saw it last night, so I kind of yeah. It out. was very much a rematch, but as it, 
as it got closer to the end, the savior flavor kind of started zeroing in on Tim Curry. He didn't even care about Guy Fieri. Uh, but Tim Curry going to the top rope was going for a Tim Tam, but the savior jumps up and tosses Tim Curry off that top rope. Bell rings instantly. Tim's been disqualified. But Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri's staring at the savior saying, like, what are you doing? Uh, but, uh, oh no! The savior has now thrown Guy Fieri out of the ring and is approaching Tim Curry, slowly destroying Tim Curry, battering him after everything that he's done. Now, of course, Tim Curry in the pre previous weeks has been very, he's been very focused on this savior flavor attacking him. And we weren't really sure why, but it almost seems like they know each other. Like there's some form of a something going on, but oh, Tim Curry, Tim Curry reverses. Hitting a side slam on the savior. Keeps attacking him. And now he's trying to pull off that mask. That thick black mask he has. But, oh no! The mask is off. But his back is to us. And Tim looks shocked. Tim looks like, oh my god. It's, some, it's someone I never thought we'd ever see again. It's somebody who Tim Curry retired, I thought, months ago. At one of our previous pay-per-views. But, my god, it's him. It's really him. He's walked over and grabbed a microphone. That's right. I'm sure you look real surprised seeing me here. Because I know you thought you got rid of me. I know you thought that I'd never be back. But you all know who I am and you know that I'm here. Because my name is Kid... Kid Rock! Oh my god! Kid Rock has made his return to the JWF! Attacking Tim Curry! Oh man. Oh my god, it looks like he's seeking revenge for how Tim retired him so long ago. My god! It's Kid Rock! He's back! He's bowing to back! My god, how do you think this is gonna impact things, Blake? Oh god. Oh, jeez, it's gonna be real big. It's gonna be nasty, guys. Oh, jeez. And Dylan, like, what are you thinking after this? This shocking return of Kid Rock. Are we getting Fred Durst next? Is that is that where this is heading? A death match? I mean, <laughs> actual death match. Actual That'd celebrity be great. death match. Actually, actually, celebrity. Yeah. Are we? Can we? Can we change the name of the title from the celebrity title to the celebrity deathmatch title? If it means I get to redesign that horrifying belt that they have, <laughs> yes, my God, yes. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Fight Boys. Uh, it's been a week. JWF was fun. Dylan, what'd you learn this week? Uh, I, I've learned that apparently you guys will just let me ramble, which is just great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and Blake, you learned... <laughs> I learned never to meddle with Rick McConnell. <laughs> and I learned that I'm about to have to write in at least two more interesting characters into JWF storylines. Uh... Dylan can be found at sexy Chucky T on Twitter. Just make sure to make sure Chuck follows us. Um, 
Blake. Guys, I'm starting to th- guys, I'm starting to think it's not going to happen. No, it will. It will. I just have to go meet. I'm going to oh, go to no. a show where Chuck's at and be like, "Hey, man, I'm going to buy some merch. Here's a shirt. Please follow me." And then, uh, Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, making up more fun and interesting wrestling characters every day. Not really, though. Yeah. Um, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. I do video game stuff. And, that's and you can it. find me at Scotty Mo on Twitter. That's S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon. That's Quezal Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. Make sure to rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Just give us some good feedback. That way we know what we're doing right. And that way iTunes knows how to sort us accordingly. Uh, and then, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us at a load of purebs.com in the Fight Boys section. You can buy our merch. You can subscribe to us on Patreon. You can find us on Twitter. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. See you next week. Hashtag worst podcast ever.